Right, let's uh, pray before we start, shall we? Uh, Father God, thank you and praise you for today. We thank you that we can come and celebrate the Jubilee and Pentecost here this morning together. We just pray as we turn to your word, uh, give us hearts and minds quick and ready to listen and learn. And may we love you more from uh, this passage today. In your name we pray. Amen. So today is a day of celebration. So I've brought my celebration Jubilee hat. Uh, I borrowed this. It's not mine. Don't worry. Uh, It belongs to Edward, so he'll be wearing it later. Um, (laughs) Today we are celebrating the Queen's uh, Platinum Jubilee. Um, 70 years on the throne. That's a long, long time. I was thinking this morning, uh, I wonder what difference it would make if you were part of the Queen's family. So why don't you turn to the person next to you or people you came with, what difference would it make to your life, do you think, if you were part of the Queen's family, you were prince or princess, whoever? (laughs) Uh, Right, well, let's see what you thought. Uh, Okay, so, um, anyone want to kind of shout out what difference you think they'd make in their lives? Yes, Martha. Very strict. Okay, oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Even stricter than your parents are at the moment. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, Amy. Yes. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, because she's watched everywhere, isn't she? So, yes. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, now that is a good one. No housework. Brilliant. No washing up either, I'm guessing. Uh, anyone else got any other differences? Yes, Alison. Uh, champagne, yes. And, of course, waking up to bagpipes, although that could be arranged, I'm sure. Uh, Anyone else got any other ideas? Yes, right at the back. Yes, wear the crown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking um, you'd have to wear, you'd have to, like, learn how to ride a horse, which uh, some, I think some of the royals are better than others at riding horses, I think. Uh, But you'd have to ride a horse. Uh, You'd get guards everywhere you went. Imagine having security guards everywhere. You know, it would be really strange having two kind of people standing next to you. And also, of course, you would get to wear the crown, potentially, uh, when you are king or queen. And you get to enter the royal palaces, but without kind of having to go through security or do that. You can just walk in and sit down, have a cup of tea, cake, uh, ring the bell and have a uh, whatever you want, dinner, something like that. Life would be very different, wouldn't it, if you were part of the royal uh, family? Uh, But I wonder what the difference would be if we were part of God's family. What difference does it make for us if we're part of God's family? Well, today we're going to have two differences. I'm going to get rid of the hats because the bells are already irritating me. Um, I'm going to look at two uh, differences, uh, two differences about what it means to be part of God's family. And I have the balloons. Uh, now, so if, you, uh, if your children are adverse to loud noises, uh, cover their ears now at some point. Uh, who wants to help me burst a balloon? Because that's what party's all about. Uh, yes, here we go. Right, I've got a pen with me because I thought that might work better. Right, you take the pen. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Right, I'll hold the balloon carefully. Don't stab me, yeah? <laughs> I'm not the balloon. Right, ready? Hey, <laughs> there we go. Well, well done. Right, what does it say? What's the first difference? Uh, looks upside down. Uh, yes, turn it up the other way. <laughs> you read it? We, we can celebrate because we have peace with God. Perfect. Well done. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I'll take the pen back because I need that later. Thank you. Yes, we can celebrate because we have peace uh, with God. Now, you might think uh, peace. I wonder what you think of uh, peace when you uh, think of that word. 
You might think of a peaceful uh, trip down the river on a boat with the sun on your back. Uh, maybe you think of uh, lying on a beach, uh, lying on a beach with a uh, private beach. There's no one around. Wouldn't that be uh, lovely? Or maybe you think of that sense of peace inside yourself. You just There's no troubles. There's no worries. There's no cage football to set up. It's just <laughs> peace. Uh, today, uh, that's what we're going to have a look at. And turn to Romans chapter 5 uh, with me. Have a look at uh, the first verse. It says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's a really big uh, phrase. That's a really big uh, phrase. But uh, let me just see if we can explain it and understand it together. To be justified uh, means for God to look at us and say, all our actions are right. You are right with me. In essence, it is God turning around to us and saying, you are perfect. Now, there's a problem with that, I think. The big problem is, that's not me. And I'm sure if you're honest with yourself, it's not you either. And that's where the Bible brings in another word. That other word is called sin. Sin, and, and that's when the Bible says we don't live according to God's way. And sin, you can remember like this, S-I-N, it should be on the screen. Uh, it, said, it stands for shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your rules. Shove off God, no, I'm in charge, no to your rules. Imagine it's a bit like turning around to the queen and saying, yeah, I'm in, I'm in charge now, I'm the king. Yeah, the, the whole Platinum Jubilee celebration last night, that's for me. Yeah, it's all me. I've been on the throne 70 years and not you. Imagine, it's unthinkable to say that to the Queen. And yet, how often do we say that to God through our words and through our actions? Uh, sin is all of those times uh, when we say we want to be king and not God. And what happens when you have two people wanting to be king or queen of the same place? There is a war between them. Sin creates this divide between us and God, and we are no longer at peace with God. So the question, of course, is how on earth can Paul say we are justified and we are at peace with God? How can he say that when it's obviously not true? Well, Let's have a look more closely at what Paul says. Paul says we are justified by faith and at peace through Jesus. You see, there is no way for us to be at peace with God unless we trust in Jesus. Jesus, you see, ends the war of hostility between us and God. He ends our rebellion. He says our rebellion against God was wrong but I'm going to take the punishment for you so that you can be part of God's family. When God looks at us, he doesn't see our rebellion. He sees Jesus. We are at peace again. And this peace isn't a feeling. It's a status. Peace, not war. How we feel doesn't change are standing before God. We can be happy or we can be sad. We can be scared or we can be alone, angry or joyful. In all of those moments, we can approach God. 
Look at verse 2. Jesus ends the war between us and God, and we have access to God to build a friendship with him. Now imagine if you wanted to be friends with the queen. The first step, of course, would be to know someone who knew the queen, someone who could introduce you to her, someone who could bring you close to the queen. You can't just walk up to the front door of Buckingham Palace and knock on it, can you? The guards wouldn't let you, you wouldn't get past the gate. However, however, of course, there's a difference. If you're part of the queen's family, then you can just walk up to the front door and knock on the door, or even better, pick up the telephone and call the queen. You might even get invited to stand on that famous balcony on Buckingham Palace if you are part of her family. You have access to the queen. Being part of God's family means we have access to the creator of the whole universe, the God who spoke and who created everything. That's the family who we are part of. And that's who we can be friends with. We can talk to God at all times. He lives in us through his Holy Spirit. Things can be all wrong and messed up. Or we need help uh, again. We have access to God in all times because Jesus has died for us and brought us peace with him. So firstly, we, have, uh, we can celebrate because we have peace with God. We are right with him. And that brings us on to our second uh, difference and our second balloon. So I need someone else to pop a balloon for me. Right, here we go. Ah, Martha, there you are, right. Not me. Yes. Right, uh, you hold the balloon a second. I'll get the pen out of my pocket and then we'll swap. Thank you. Right, are you ready? Woo! <laughs> I'm glad you had a good, a good sight of that. We can celebrate even in the hard times. We can celebrate, thank you very much indeed. We can celebrate even in the hard times. Now that sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? Especially for a Jubilee celebration. We can celebrate even though, even in the hard times. Uh, Paul says in verses 3 to 5, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We Rejoice also in our suffering, because suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. It's a helpful reminder that Paul is not saying that we need to be happy and joyful when we're going through difficulties. Or we don't need to grit our teeth. I can do it! Come on! Suffering, it hurts. Suffering is painful. But suffering isn't the end of the story. If we are part of God's family, if we have a friendship with God, if we are at peace with him, we can look forward to the time when all the hardships will end and we will live in the glory of God forever. And having that hope in the future now shapes the way we live. How often do we say hope in our daily lives? I, something like, I really hope I'm going to get that bike for Christmas. 
Hope in the English language is all about uh, something you want to happen in the future, but you don't really often know if it's actually going to happen. Well, that's not what the Bible means at all. In the Bible, hope means something that is going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. And the hope we can know for sure is because God promised it. This week I've been reading this book, uh, which is uh, Edward showed you at the, uh, the beginning. Uh, this book about the Queen Elizabeth II and all the great things that she has uh, done. And in the middle of the book, there's a little section, which I thought I'd read to you, just a tiny little section, about a really hard time the Queen went through. It says this, uh, being a queen must be wonderful in lots of ways, but it also can be hard. Queen Elizabeth is watched everywhere she goes. People write all kinds of thing about, things about her and her family. In 1992, so many hard things happened that Elizabeth called it her Annus Horribilis, which is Latin for horrible year, and then goes into uh, the sort of things that happened to her in uh, that year. How can she deal with this? How can she deal with that hardship that she faced? Well, if you go to the back of the book, you can see a load of quotes about her faith. And a couple of the quotes said this, Jesus is her saviour. It says that Jesus is her anchor, the one in whom she trusts and the person in whom she gives her life to serve. When the queen suffers ill health or grief, how can the queen continue to trust in Jesus? Paul says, when we face those hard times, what it does is it drives us towards the one place where we will not disappoint, where hope doesn't disappoint us, where suffering won't destroy us, and that place is God. Suffering helps us to focus on God, to see he is our real comfort. He will sustain us when we suffer. We are part of his family. He will never abandon us or put us to shame. See, God has good things planned for his people. And even though one day we will die here on earth, through Jesus, even that suffering is not the end. We know that we'll reign with God for eternity. And that's great news, isn't it? But how do we know this for sure? How can we know this for absolute certainty? Well, Paul is a very good writer. Paul is the the guy who wrote Romans. He's a very good writer because he knows that people will be asking that very question. And so verse 5 is an exact answer. Paul answers the question before he's even had the question asked to him. It says this, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Uh, Paul writes that uh, in Romans, that if you trust in Jesus, you are part of God's family. But you also have the Holy Spirit living inside you. Uh, Edward mentioned today is Pentecost. Now, of course, uh, Pentecost, if you don't know, is the day when we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit, the the time when Holy Spirit came upon Jesus' disciples after his death and resurrection. Jesus' disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and God came to live in them. And that enabled them to live and speak for God. They persevered 
through hard times. You know that uh, most of them were killed because people didn't like them talking about Jesus. People hated them for talking about Jesus, and yet they had hope. They kept trusting in Jesus because this life is not the end. Because Jesus has died for them. Jesus made them part of his family. They celebrated through the good times and the hard times. And that certainty comes through the Holy Spirit. Is that true of you today? For some of us, of course, the answer will be yes. We have a friendship with God. He sees us as perfect, not because we are perfect, but because Jesus has enabled us to be perfect. Through the Holy Spirit, we are changed day by day to become more like him. When we face uh, sorrow or joy, we can face it knowing that he walks by our side every step of the way. But maybe you're sitting here listening and going, the answer actually is no, or, or I'm not sure. Today, it's not too late. Maybe your heart longs for this joy to know the certainty that no matter what the circumstances, you can have hope for the future. That hope, that joy, that certainty is only found in Jesus. If that is you, don't go this, uh, this morning without talking to either me or Edward. Don't go without talking to someone understanding how you can have that joy and hope in all circumstances. What difference does it make then to be part of God's family? It means we can celebrate because we have peace with God. And it means we can celebrate in the good times and the hard times, knowing that we have a certain future that we will be with God forever. And that is something to celebrate this morning. Why don't I finish in prayer? Uh, Father God, we thank you and we praise you uh, that because of Jesus, we have a certain hope in the future that no matter what we face here on earth, uh, even death, that we can look forward to the time when you uh, will reign, uh, when we will reign with you in glory. Thank you uh, that we have peace with you, that the war is over, that our status with you is a friend because we trust in Jesus. We thank you and praise you for that amazing truth here this morning. In your name we pray. Amen.